from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. We've got a packed, packed show this morning. Good morning, everyone tuning in. NRSA, I hope the first day was as successful as you were hoping it was for all of y'all. I'm still obviously in Israel on the road, um, but can't wait to be back stateside here in the next few days and back in the studio, to be honest. So we've got a packed show today. Later today at, at 1 p.m. Eastern, a brand new episode of CISO Talk drops with my good friend Patrick Gall, who is the executive director of the NTSC. We're going to be talking, and what we talked about on the podcast is really policy. What's going on in Congress? What's going on in the Senate? Is there an appetite for a privacy bill? Is there an appetite for federally unifying the data breach notification bills? Bill, like a whole bunch. Uh, and so Patrick spends a lot of time representing the voice of the CISO on the Hill. He'll bring us all of those updates. Tune in. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern. Today, you can find it on your favorite podcast listening platform or on our YouTube channel, a CyberHub Podcast. Now, join me to power through this morning's show with nothing else but a double espresso coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. We'll start off. There is a security breach. So Capita is now confirming their data breach after the Black Basta ransomware group offered to sell the company information. The UK-based business outsourcing and professional services company Capta has now confirmed that criminals have stolen data from its systems after a well-known ransomware group offered to sell that information that was stolen from the organization. The incident came to light on March 31st when Capita said it was experiencing a major IT incident that prevented staff from logging into their system. The company told the press at the time it was too early to confirm it was a cyber attack. However, information came to light later, showed that the company likely knew it was dealing with a cyber incident, just didn't want to say it. On April 3rd, Capita confirmed it was experiencing a cyber incident that prevented access to internal application and it caused disruption to some services. The company said at the time the issue was limited to parts of the Capta network and there's no evidence of customer supplier or colleague data having been compromised. On April 8th, the Black Buster Ransomware Group listed Capita on its leak website and shared some files as proof that they exfiltrated data from the system. The leaked file stored personal and financial information and the uh, criminals were apparently hoping to find a buyer for the data rather than hoping that the victim would pay the ransomware. It took Capta until the 20th of April to confirm that some of its system were in fact breached and that the data had been stolen. And so they, they did release some statements. Um, they've tried to downplay this, obviously. Um, you can't when you're dealing with a ransomware group. They're not going to let you downplay the attack unless you pay them. And even then, that's not a guarantee. So Capita joins the list of companies there. San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office is still struggling to recover from a malware incident that took place several weeks ago. The Department of Public Information Officer Mara Rodriguez told Recorded Future News that the Southern California Department first identified a network disruption on April 7th. Later, it confirmed that it involved malware. Rodriguez would not say if it was a ransomware specifically, but local media said the department was forced to shut down most of its systems in an effort to contain the incident, which is traditionally done as part of a ransomware attack. The county is conducting a forensics investigation to achieve a complete understanding of any impacts to its system. 
At this time, there's no further information available and they continue to investigate. Local news outlets say the agency has 15 patrol stations and around 3,800 employees. The department initially shut down email and internet services as well as computers used by officers in their cars. The attack uh, began when an officer clicked on a malicious link, according to ABC7. Rodriguez would not say whether the data had been stolen during the attack and no ransomware group has come forward claiming responsibility for the attack. Bernardino County now joins uh, offices in Ohio, New York, and even the U.S. Marshal Service have all been hit with these types of incidents. This also includes fellow Californian cities like Modesto, Oakland, and San Francisco have all had their fair share of bouts with malware and ransomware in just the short last few years. We've talked about paper cut for the last week and a half or so extensively, where now the exploit has been released and it does allow for abuse to hijack servers. There's an urgent call to call now. The two security flaws, CV 2023-27350 and 27351, allow remote attackers to bypass authentication and execute arbitrary code on compromised paper cut servers with system privileges and low complexity attacks that don't require user interaction. Both of the vulnerabilities have been fixed in Papercut MF and Papercut NG versions 20.1.7, 21.2.11, and 22.0.9 are in later. And now there's a proof of concept exploit that's been made available, meaning you're likely going to see an increase in attacks. If you haven't patched, you want to make sure you get it patched. You obviously see here internet exposed servers. We see some all over Europe and the UK, Germany, France, Portugal, Spain, Italy, Austria, as well as the Baltics, um, and as well as along the eastern seaboard of the U.S. and western seaboard of the U.S. Interestingly enough, you don't see any paper cut servers in Russia, China, or uh, Malaysia. Hmm. Well, you know, this is being linked now to the Klopp ransomware group, but nonetheless, you want to make sure you get these patched. Intel CPUs are now vulnerable to a new transient execution side channel attack the new side channel attack impacting multiple generations of the intel cpus have been discovered it allows for data to be leaked through the e-flags registered a new attack was discovered by researchers at the uh Tsingoa university the university of maryland and a computer lab run by the chinese ministry of education and uh, is different than most other side channel attacks Instead of relying on the cache system like many other side channel attacks, this new attack leverages a flaw in the transient execution and makes it possible to extract secret data from user memory space through timing analysis. The attack works on as, as a side channel to melt down a critical security flaw discovered back in 2018. It impacts many x86-based microprocessors. Meltdown has been largely mitigated through software patches, microcode updates, and hardware redesigns. However, no solution has, has addressed the problem 100% of the latest attack method might work even in a fully patched system, depending on the hardware, software, and patch configuration. A transient execution timing attack, which was presented in the technical paper published, uh, describes a flaw in the change of the EFLAX register and transient executions affecting the timing of the JCC, the jump on condition code instructions. The EFLAX registers is a CPU register that holds various flags related to the processor state, while the GCC instructions is a CPU instruction that allows conditional branching based on the content of the E-flag register. The attack is carried out in two phases, the first being a trigger to transient execution and encode secret data through the E-flag's register. The second is to measure the execution time of the KCC uh, instruction to decode the data, so something to keep in mind and be on the lookout for. 
and review internally as well. Criminals are exploiting outdated WordPress plugins to backdoor into multiple WordPress sites. This is according to Sequori, revealing in a report published last week. The plugin in question is the eval PHP, released by a developer named Flashpix that allows users to insert PHP code pages and posts of WordPress sites that are then executed every time the posts are opened in a web browser. And while the eval PHP has never received an update in 11 years, statistics gathered by WordPress show that it's been installed on over 8,000 websites with the number of downloads skyrocketing from one or two on average since September to 7,000 almost on March of this year. On April alone, it it was downloaded 2,140 times. The plugin has racked up 23,000 downloads over the past seven days. GoDaddy owned Sequoia said it observed some infected website databases injected with malicious code into the WordPress post table, which stores the site's uh, post pages and navigation menu information. The code is quite simple. It uses the file under um, put content function to create a PHP script into the doc root of the website with the specific remote code execution backdoor, according to Ben Martin. So although the injection in question does drop a conventional backdoor into the file structure, the combination of a legitimate plugin and a backdoor dropper in a WordPress post allows them to easily reinfect the website and stay hidden. You want to make sure you get this updated or removed altogether. Since there's no update, you want to remove it. Virus Total has released and what is a big news on day one of RSA, an AI-powered malware analysis feature. The new feature is powered by the Google Cloud Security AI Workbench introduced at RSA yesterday, which uses the SecPalm Large Language Model, the LLM, uh, specially, uh, specifically to fine-tune for security use cases. Virus Total Code Insight analyzes potentially harmful files to explain their malicious behavior, and it will improve the ability to identify which of them pose an actual threat. At present, this new functionality is deployed to analyze a subset of PowerShell files uploaded to VirusTotal. The system excludes files that are highly uh, similar to those previously processed, as well as files that are excessively large. So those are the news there. Russian hacktivists uh, threatened Canada by hitting their pipeline And that's been now being told a call to action, a cybersecurity incident that's affecting a Canadian gas pipeline, which pro-Russian hacktivists and an intelligence officer claimed could have caused an explosion as a call to action for the critical infrastructure sector, according to Canada's top cyber official. The incident was revealed in a trove of leaked U.S. intelligence materials that included an apparently intercepted conversation between a hacking group known as Zarya and an officer at the FSB. According to the document marked top secret during these conversations, the uh, criminals claimed they could increase valve pressure, disable alarms, and initiate an emergency shutdown of an unspecified gas distribution uh, station located in Canada. The authenticity of the document, which was first reported by the New York Times, has not been confirmed. Uh, Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau gave what appeared to be a thematic statement to journalists regarding cyber attacks. Um, but none is to be expected. Any truth from Trudeau would be uh, quite uh, uh, surprising. When asked about the document, Sammy Corey, the head of the Canadian Center for Cybersecurity, told the record that he considered this statement to be the prime minister confirming an incident has taken place. I can't comment on the leaks themselves, but we know that there are some cyber powers such as Russia Russia, that have the capability to affect the physical world. Uh, They've seen it all the way go back to 2014 and 2015. So, there's cautioning there, and we talked a little bit about the 3CX one yesterday and what that did to uh, uh, critical infrastructure as well. 
And we'll end the show with U.S. sanctioning supporters of North Korea and Iranian cyberspace, uh, a federal indictment against Sim Hope Soup, a North Korean foreign trade bank representative who conspired with three people to launder stolen crypto and purchase goods through a Hong Kong-based front companies on behalf of the North Korean government. He and two of his alleged co-conspirators, China-based Wu uh, Hiwawi and Hong Kong-based Cheng Hong Man, were also added to the sanction list. None of this is going to matter, by the way. It doesn't matter because they're not dealing in U.S. dollars, so you can sanction them, but they're not dealing with dollar and less countries are dealing with the dollar. We're watching the collapse of the dollar. And so none of these sanctions really matter. Uh, the China and the rest of the world has figured out the, the one weapon that we always loved to execute on were these types of sanctions through diplomacy. Well, now they're just not trading in the dollar. So do having these sanctions on other countries means nothing because I'm not trading in the dollar. You can only tell me what to do in your currency. You can't dictate my trade or economic um, um a policy as well. The same goes to the head of the Iran uh, Supreme Council of Cyberspace, Syed Mohammed Amin Gamari, is also on this list. Again, none of this matters. These are all just feel-good stories for someone who wants to feel good. They're virtue signals in the cyberspace. You want to hit these guys, you hit them, you hit them hard, you paralyze them digitally, or you hit them with 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 real prosecution and some real teeth to it. Sanctions no longer hold merit. If you don't believe me, go read my blog. I've got another one coming soon, um, including some interviews I've done while I've been here in Israel, talking about the, 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 the West's failed foreign policy when it comes to deterrence in cyberspace. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and that's a blog that I'll be publishing next week. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget to catch the latest CISO talk and make sure to share and like and subscribe to our show. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy day two of RSA. Till then, have a great rest of your day and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.